Should a to-be-retired or a retiree be worried about inflation? Today, we'll talk about the impact of inflation and what you can do about it. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Welcome into the podcast. Yes, it is Money Matters USA. The name of this podcast, the name of the fiduciary firm headed by Fred Sade. Fred Sade's founder and managing director of the firm Money Matters USA, someone who's been in the financial services industry for well over 24 years and and a fiduciary himself. Plus, Fred also holds a PhD in economics from Duke University. You know, we, we talk and will continue to talk strategies in getting to retirement and getting through your retirement and the best way for you and the best strategies for you on this podcast with Fred. How are you, Fred? I'm great. How are you, Dave? I'm very good. I'm concerned, right. as is America. America is concerned about inflation. And you're on a hot topic here, Fred. We're going to continue the conversation because it is no doubt the water cooler talk late of late. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it really is. Even the Federal Reserve just leaked over the weekend that um, they're, they're, they're talking about increasing uh, interest rates or uh, stopping uh, more aggressively their uh, bond buying uh, program yeah. of the hundred and wow. twenty billion that they uh, that they spend uh, every every month. Uh, uh, so yeah, I, I think the message is finally getting uh, getting getting through. It is getting uh, through. Well, we're seeing it. I mean, and and you 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 always put together great notes uh, for the podcast and just. Looking at consumer prices increasing 4.5%, and that excludes gasoline, Fred. Yeah, ab absolutely. And gasoline is, is extremely important because we have a carbon-based economy. Yeah, I mean, and that's uh, producer uh, prices have increased 5.5%. And you actually, now, you took me back to... Um, some bad memories of algebra in high school you had a, <laughs> because you had a formula on calculating inflation. If you could break that down, if you would, I know it's tough on the radio, but what is that formula? Well, we're, we're looking at, at, at time and uh, we're, we're looking uh, at um, the um, periods that we have, 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 bro have broken up uh, over, over, over time, less uh, the uh, original cost that we uh, started with, and then uh, we multiply that uh, by uh, by 100. And so, um, if you take a very simple, close to home example, suppose you went to the store in 1980 and you bought a loaf of bread. Mm -hmm. well, let's say that loaf of bread costs $2. I, I really don't know if in what it cost in, in 1980. Yeah. I guess I could have looked it up. I, I don't know. I just made up a number, $2. And so let's push out 
to 2020, that's 40 years later. What did that cost, that loaf of bread, what did it cost? Well, if, if we use the, the, uh, the cost formula, the algebraic formula, what we're going to find out that the cost of bread 40 years later is 100% greater than it was in 1980. So what, what does that mean to, to, to an individual uh, knowing that the cost of bread went up over went up 100 percent over over 40 years? It means they better be making more money than they were 40 years ago. That's yeah, sure. ab- absolutely. So the real question is, why does inflation happen? And who benefits from inflation? So this is this is a case of let's let's follow the money here. So there is two types of inflation, and they are the first of this is called cost push inflation. Okay, and this normally is brought about because there's a an increase in production costs, and right now with the supply chains in you know, kind of messed up, it means that companies that are manufacturing products have to get these raw materials. And because you have a number of companies bidding against these raw materials, that's driving up uh, the, the price of those uh, raw materials. So uh, a very simple thing is you can, you can track what are the key raw material that you want to know about. Well, one is petroleum-based products, and the other are precious metals. And and precious metals are used as catalysts uh, in manufacturing production. Uh, You also need to look at essential agricultural products that are used in manufacturing. Cotton is a really good example. A lot of of garments are still made with, with cotton. So th- this is cost push inflation. Not much that you can do about it. Um, well, you can do a little bit through, through, through substitution, but there's a limitation of, of how much you can substitute. I mean, if, if you need a package of undershirts, you might you know, go, to, go to a store and, pri- and price out the price of, of undershirts, and they're all going to be pretty much uh, in the same range. So it just merely becomes a question of which country was it made in and what's their, what's their labor cost, because the cost of the raw materials are pretty much going to be the same. Now, let me use the segue of labor costs uh, as, as an issue when you get to the second form of inflation, which is demand pull inflation. So you had cost now, push, now you got demand pull. That's the yeah, second type. That, okay. Well, we all experienced demand pull inflation. If you have cable uh, television or streaming video television, you have seen your cable bill or your streaming video bill go up. Uh, the costs have not gone up. There's no manufacturing right. cost in, in sending an over-the-air signal. But what has gone up is the demand for these services, especially during the pandemic, the lockdown, and we seem to be uh, going back toward some form of of quasi-lockdown or some limitation on people 
uh, going to to work uh, every day, maybe one or two days a week. Well, we have to see how this works out. Well, the, the point is that there's more demand for the service, so that allows the provider to increase the uh, the price. We're seeing the same thing in uh, home prices right now. We have very low inventory uh, in in homes, and so uh, prices. Uh, increase above and beyond the the asking price. I can't forget to tell you how many uh, phone calls we get, letters I get, emails I get. Do you want to sell your home? Well, as as I said to one realtor, even if I did, where would I live? Where am I going to live? Right? Yeah, <laughs> I know, said. So you know, it's it's just not it's just not 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 practical. Right. Well, these right. are examples of inflation. So in general. No one, no consumer benefits from cost push inflation. You can almost say no one does because the suppliers increase their their prices because the manufacturing costs go up. They've gone or, up, right? So they're yeah, just they're, they're it, breaking it, it, it even. Just, yeah, of. it costs yeah. more to be in business. So retailers are always get squeezed. And I'm not talking about the big box guys because they, they have pricing power right. against the supplier. I'm talking about the mom and pa store, the, the smaller uh, business uh, person. They get, they get pushed. So on the other hand, demand pull inflation benefits the service provider well, the retail. Well, you mentioned cable. You said they go up, but it's like you said, they don't have any extra yeah. cost, right? No. No, absolutely not. It costs them the same to push that signal mm-hmm. out through through a piece of cable wire or the over the air. They're just they're just pushing the signal out. You you have a converter box of some kind that grabs that that signal. Right. Well, when you get to demand pull inflation, uh, the provider of the service or the retailer. They benefit because their costs have not increased. What's gone up is the demand for their product. I had a question for you, Fred, Uh, because you've laid out cost push and demand pull, and I'm kind of equating that to where we are now, this snapshot moment in time. Are we experiencing both? Because I know the manufacturers are rushing to get out because you go to the grocery store and the aisles are just not stocked like they used to be. So the demand is there, and it's almost like they're racing, and, and for some reason they can't get enough out in time. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is this a unique situation where we're in the middle of a cost push and a demand pull? <laughs> yeah, it is because the supply chain is is so fouled up. Yeah. And the expectation is that over time, the supply chain will, will get righted. So, uh, in fact, I had to get some uh, uh, shorts, summer, summer weight uh, shorts, and uh, I didn't want to get golf shorts. I just wanted to get some shorts that I could wear around around the house mm-hmm. when, when nobody's looking. And um, <laughs> I I found that uh, I saw stuff imported from places that I, that we usually don't see it from, uh, such as as Jordan, uh, for for example. Hmm. Uh, and um, uh, uh, I I think Malaysia. Was another country. I I, I needed some uh, workout, uh, a couple of workout T-shirts, you know, that absorb perspiration. Mm-hmm. And I think it was from uh, Malaysia, and one was from Vietnam. Now Vietnam is interesting because there's a number of of uh, uh, supplier supply companies have uh, 
relocated from uh, uh, to Vietnam. Vietnam is probably one of the few places in the world where it's, where the cost of, of industrial real estate uh, has has skyrocketed. So as the supply chain writes itself, uh, the expectation is that uh, some of these problems uh, will uh, will. Uh, disappear. And it was part of the Federal Reserve's argument uh, to say that, well, you know, if this was all transitory. And then uh, a week ago, uh, Chairman Powell was challenged on just exactly what does transitory mean. And now we're, we're hearing that, uh, that maybe the Fed needs to get its act together and, and act uh, much more quickly because it doesn't appear that this is going to uh, disappear anytime wow. uh, soon, uh, because if you're talking about transitory being two, three, four, five, six years, that's that's in nobody's lexicon as being as being transitory. No, so, it's not. It's like it seems like an eternity if we're having to deal yeah, with this. So the consumer, as a consumer, you and I do not benefit from either form of inflation. We we are we are just. Uh, pushed, and then we have to have some way of, of dealing uh, with uh, inflation uh, because it's going to have an impact on our personal finances and on our uh, retirement. Now, we know that the Federal Reserve targets the rate of inflation, and uh, through, uh, well, let's say from 2000. To recently, the Federal Reserve has kept inflation below 2%. Now, it did target um, 2%, and it wasn't able to get to uh, 2%. So all of a sudden, now we, we have inflation that is uh, very significant. Uh, now, and, and, this, and I'm not even talking at this point about fiscal policy, or maybe we will talk about fiscal policy uh, in another podcast. So we're only talking about monetary policy, and monetary policy does involve the uh, creation of money. The Fed literally does not print money. It just goes to the computer, and it, and it creates reserves in the, in the banking system, and, and that is what is euphemistically meant as as printing uh, money. Right. Well, since the pandemic started, the Federal Reserve has increased the money supply by approximately 32%. Mm. And as, as companies start competing uh, for those dollars, as the velocity of money increases, then you start to uh, get additional inflation on a fis- uh, because of, of fiscal uh, policy, uh, which which is authorizing the printing of that money and the inability to control uh, interest rates and running uh, deficits. Deficits themselves don't produce inflation, but taken together with with the velocity of money, that's what produces uh, and, inflation. Know, we're in, like in, in the perfect storm. I mean, it doesn't it seem kind of like. 
we're just in the perfect storm. But actually, Fred, I was going to see, too, because I know you're a student of the inflation of a, a certain era that we both remember. And I was oh, going to yeah. see if you could do some comparisons between then and now. We'll get to that. Uh, you've done a great job in, in dis- describing the kinds of inflation, where we are now. We're going to look at how it can affect you. Yeah, we'll do a little history lesson. And what are some ways we can combat what we're dealing with right now or what could come? That's coming up on the podcast, Money Matters USA. Do you ever feel like you are fighting for financial knowledge? You can get a copy of our hot off the press 401k survival guide or take advantage of a complimentary consultation valued at over $999. Contact Fred Sade at Money Matters USA, 800-593-8188. 800-593-8188. Hey, welcome back. It's Money Matters USA, the podcast with Fred Sade. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins and Fred Sade. Well, he plays, um, of course, economist on this, and we're going to make him a historian here in a second, even <laughs> somewhat of a mathematician there and giving us the oh, yeah. equation for uh, for inflation. But that's what we're talking about, and we have been because it's just that big of a deal, and, and Fred knows that. But just to say that Fred is a fiduciary, a licensed fiduciary advisor. He is someone who knows the moving parts, and especially of retirement, which we talk a lot about here, all the components of retirement planning, and he certainly can help you out. And I'll just give a number here, too, where you can reach Fred, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. We're talking about inflation, and we looked at the, the kinds of inflation. You you described the cost-push inflation, the demand-pull inflation. Uh, you, your answer to my question of, are we in both right now? It sounded like you were saying, yes, we are. But I, yes. I did want to real quick, um, because where we are now, and it is a talk of concern. A lot of people, many are concerned about this. How does it compare to where we were in the, um, well, in the during the Ford administration and especially in the Carter administration? Well, in- inflation really started when it came out, it really started to get out of control under uh, President uh, Ford, and we started to see skyrocketing interest rates. And we, we we're beginning to see stagflation. And, and this, is a, this is a nasty combination where the government is spending. It has uh, high uh, interest rates, and we're having high amounts of inflation. And we have the difficulty uh, to deal with the fact that uh, with less spending power, we also have simultaneously with inflation, we have deflation. I mean, it is the worst of all worlds. And then we get to the Carter presidency, and, and uh, the, what began under Ford continues under Carter. And then we, we have uh, budget deficits, and we have uh, a lot of spending uh, under, under Carter. We, we have some um, uh, negative uh, policies regarding retirement. Uh, plans. Uh, we, we, I, I can remember the IRA. The, the, the total IRA contribution was a thousand dollars under uh, Carter. Uh, so people were discouraged from uh, from saving 
uh, for uh, retirement. And it, it was a really That was the maximum nasty. you could put in? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, $1,000 was what you could put in, cut, cut back from 2500 under Ford. Mm. I mean, it was, it was really uh, nasty. So uh, the, uh, on the uh, business and professional side, uh, if, if you could uh, put money in to find benefit uh, pension plan or defined or a uh, uh, large deposits in a defined contribution plan. That was pretty much the direction that firms uh, were going, and, and the the IRA just just fell to the side. It didn't get revived again until the Reagan presidency. But uh, the it, it was it was very very uh, difficult. Uh, recall we had gasoline. Uh, rationing, we, we had uh, it was it was terrible. It was fortunate that uh, we had one car that had an even plate and one car that had an odd plate, uh, and so uh, all we could get was a little over two gallons every every day. I remember, yeah. Oh, it was it was positively uh, awful. We we did a lot of telephone calling and we had to use a fax. <laughs> what did uh, at, at Car- that time Carter, uh, President Carter, who who I think after his presidency has proven he is a fine, fine, decent human being, but yes. at the time he said we were in a mail malaise. Is that what the term? What the word? He yeah, used? yeah, malaise. Malaise. That's it. Remember wearing the sweater, telling us to yeah. keep our homes at at sixty five <laughs> degrees. I had two young kids. At the time, one one of whom was was quite sickly, and uh, I, I've got the pediatrician saying the house has to be at least at seventy. You need to have a vaporizer in his room. Better, we want you. I want you to have a hot air vaporizer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so uh, I, it was it was it was, a it was terrible. You know, it was a, terrible. I, I remember situation. it quite well, quite well. Now, um, you know, it was even rough in the Nixon years with you know, remember the energy crisis in '73. Oh, yeah. There was just a lot yeah. of that in the '70s. Um, now, looking at what we're looking at now, and what many people are anticipating, what could happen with inflation where we are now how how does it affect us we'll look at what we the tools we can use to combat it and especially heading to retirement and in retirement how is it affecting people now well first of all once you are heading into retirement and, and you're in retirement if you're in retirement you can't make plan qualified plan contributions you're you're you're, you're now looking for some way uh, to withdraw money and if you're doing this properly, you're, you're doing tax-efficient distributions. That's that's a euphemism for deaccumulation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you now are taking money out, but your expenses are going up. And if inflation continues, the returns in the stock market may go down. So now you're eating principal, or you're getting to principal, or you're depleting your retirement funds uh, at a much faster rate than you uh, anticipated. Now, many financial uh, planners are still using Bill Bengen's 4% rule. And he said that in a portfolio of uh, 50% bonds and 50% equities, you could take out 4% every year. It's a static assumption. You're taking out 4% every year, and you're only adjusting for uh, inflation, but you're making no other adjustment, and you don't care about taxes, and you don't care about market uh, performance. 
And uh, it, that being the case, you're going to find that the 4% uh, approach doesn't doesn't work effectively. Mm-hmm. And, and Bengen himself has repudiated he has, yeah. uh, his, his theory. Now, that doesn't mean that a lot of do-it-yourselfers don't use this 4% as a, as a benchmark, as a, as a guidepost, uh, or some of the inexpensive $100 a year software that a lot of them use, and some of the free software uh, that some of the big fund complexes uh, use uh, will generally use this, the 4% that rule. So uh, it's not it's not something that you should really take to heart because it's a very, very dangerous uh, assumption. Remember, Bengen doesn't care about inflation. He doesn't care about market performance. He expects that this portfolio is going to last for 30 years. If you lift, if you lift to 31, you're, at, you're just you're, out, of you're out of luck. Right? You're out of money, yeah. too. So, and, and, uh, and plus, he, he came up with this when, when you know, people weren't living as long. I mean, because when was that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. You know, we, yeah, there's no longevity uh, consideration here right. other than, you know, at the end of, if you should live 30 years, that's it. You won't need any more money because you won't be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's, it's Dr. Finke's. Uh, Clever remark, the last check you write to, is to the undertaker right, that's supposed right. to bounce. That's, that bounces. <laughs> that's right. What, what's a better than, I guess maybe then just because we've got many more podcasts to come, laser focusing on as far as strategy, what's a better withdrawal strategy then to employ? Well, yeah, well, one of the strategies that I like is, is the guardrails uh, strategy. It's sometimes called the Guyton strategy. And it's a dynamic strategy as opposed to Bengen's 4% uh, static Mm -hmm. approach uh, strategy. And um, so what Guyton is saying is that you can adjust your income up and you can adjust your income down based entirely on how the market is performing. So uh, if the market is performing well, you can take money at, take more money out than you possibly may need and you just put it aside I mean it's, it's like the biblical concept of, of putting it into the granaries you know against the years of famine uh-huh. so when the market is not performing well you uh, will either reduce your withdrawals or you won't take any withdrawals and you'll go to uh, the extra money that you have taken out uh, during these periods of of uh, affluence, but Guyton is very specific that you have to withdraw, w- reduce your withdrawals uh, during those uh, periods. Now, Guyton's uh, guidepost is something between 4.32% and 6.48%. Now, if you're taking more money, then you need to uh, decrease your withdrawal rate. And if you're taking less than 4.32, guidance would say that uh, you could take uh, more money. So, so not static, it, which makes sense, really. Yeah, right? it, uh, it, it does. Now, uh, to, uh, to, t- to take a couple of very simple examples, uh, if you're using, if you're retired and you need 40000 a year, not counting Social Security. So let's say Social Security is twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven thousand. 26000 So you've got, you've got close to 70000 uh, a year. So you need forty, And uh, you have a, an initial nest egg of $740,000 uh, with the uh, guardrails. Uh, you could get the same 40000 
whereas with Bengen, you would need $1 million to get the same 40000 Wow. Wow. Yeah, and if you were using um, a an income annuity or a fixed index annuity uh, with an income benefit, you would you would need at most six hundred thousand to get the same forty thousand. Uh, so it it really gives you a a choice. So mm-hmm. this gives you the choice, so you can create a a a clear understanding, so that you can evaluate whether or not your current withdrawal strategy is sustainable or not, and whether or not you need to look at alternative strategies, and do you want to be 100% dependent uh, on the market uh, for that withdrawal strategy. Now, in order to figure out a sustainable withdrawal rate, you're, you're dealing with two unknowns. One is longevity, which you mentioned earlier, Dave, mm-hmm. and the other is going to be the, the the rate of return on the portfolio. And there's another one, which is the inflation rate, which is driving up what it is you're going to pay for goods and services. It's not enough to say, well, uh, draw in your belt. Well, you know, there's, there's a limit. I mean, there are some things you have to Right, some things you can't. You have to have them. You're I right. Mean, you need water to drink. You need water to bathe. You need, you need electricity light, and gas. Electricity. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to heat, cool. I mean, you need you need food. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't need to eat ten times a day, but you've got to eat <laughs> a few times a day to stay alive. And you have to eat properly. You can't live on macaroni and Big Macs. That's so right. We and we need the, <laughs> and we do need the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> I mean, that's what we live for. I mean, it's. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, that, that's a great point because there have been a lot of studies on 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 happiness and, and people who, who have sufficient money don't have to count their dollars, don't have to you know, worry about how am I going to pay this bill or that bill every month. Those people uh, are, live a happier, st- more stress free life than mm-hmm. those people who are have to count every dollar. How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to pay that bill? I have to stage my money. I, I may not be able to pay this bill, you know, and then my credit is terrible. What do I do? Uh, we're talking about how, do you, how about creating a very prudent way that you've well thought out way to manage money and to manage your, your, your wealth. People, who, uh, pe- for those who are do-it-yourselfers, you can't just wing it. You can't. You can't decide two weeks before, or one month before, or 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 three days before. Well, now I'm going to deal with this. Oh, I'll deal with it after I retire. That doesn't work. The people who do that uh, fail. So there's an old Ben Feldman uh, saying: Don't build failure into your plans, or people don't 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 plan to fail. They just don't plan. Right. So, right. Or fail to plan, yeah. Or fail to plan, They fail to plan, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the whole thing, too. And, again, uh, uh, taking the approach of now with retirement being a little more difficult than it used to be, certainly a little more work on your part, it's important to have a fiduciary like Fred at your side knowing these strategies as he lays out on the show and and also the proper protection against uh, the the risks of retirement, sequence of returns, risk, uh, longevity, 
that could be considered a good thing, but also risky if not planned properly. And of course, inflation, as we've talked about. And there are uh, many more podcasts we're going to approach in this way, where we identify the challenge, I'll say, and and Fred also offers some solutions. Great job, Fred, once again. Great series on inflation here, because, you know, it is on everybody's mind right now. It certainly, and if not, it ought to be. (laughs) <laughs> a concern, well, at least, I yes, think. Uh, yes, a- absolutely. There's only so much that, that you can do about inflation, and you have to protect yourself. You certainly do. And uh, when and I know Fred will stay with us. And by the way, as always, uh, Fred offers consultations at no cost, no obligation as appreciation for you being with us on the podcast. And you can reach Fred at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. What's your website, uh, Fred, too? Uh, w, uh, no, it's, actually, it's HTTPS, uh, two slashes, colon, MoneyMattersUSA.net. Okay, so um, .net. Okay, so your yes. MoneyMattersUSA.net, so you can check That's it out it. there. So, all right, yeah, Fred. Absolutely. Hey, enjoying the ride with you. We'll keep it going. Same we learn. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, and right. thank Same you here. for being with us. And be sure to rate, subscribe, share, and stay with us on the podcast, Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Said and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.